1: Thursday I interviewed Bill Henderson on television and radio and spontaneously invited him to be here today. He didn't know it, I didn't know it before Thursday, but he's here with us. So Dr. Bill Henderson is the head pastor and founder of Remnant Gathering Church. Hungry for revelation in his own life, Dr. Bill studies and prays in the Spirit for at least 12 hours before he preaches the Word of God. With signs, wonders, following praise, Jesus. He's a revivalist, an evangelist, apostolic mantle with a prophetic mouthpiece to the nations. He's sold out to the Holy Spirit, determined only to say what God tells him to say. He knows the power of teamwork and is always willing to link arms with local pastors, outreach, ministries. Psalm 133. To activate believers to win the loss and to advance the kingdom of God in their cities. I mean, that's what we try to do all over the world. WMI, when I go into nations, is trying to encourage the church, edify the church, impart into the church so the church can be effective as a body of believers to be an ambassador in that nation to bring salt and light. The Bible says that we bring the peace to a nation. We do, the church, the people, believers. Jesus doesn't do it any longer. He already did his job. He gave that commission to you. Certainly it's the Holy Spirit, but it's through you. That's why we travel. That's why we preach. That's why we teach. That's why we evangelize. Is the Holy Spirit working through you to bring peace to the nations? You know, That's what he said when he ascended. Go and make disciples. If we don't do that, then the nations suffer because we don't do our job. God has given us that responsibility and he gave us that assignment. He gave us that power, the God in you, the Holy Spirit. He sold out to the Holy Spirit, determined to do only, again, what God says, to activate believers. Since the 1980s, he's been a regular guest on TBN, Daystar, World Harvest TV, and many other Christian radio and television stations. He was with us again Thursday. He was part of the John Jacobs' original seven-man power team. How many remember that? You know, these muscle heads, these muscle men. I don't think he's going to use his head today to break bricks, but if he does, I'd like to see it. But he was telling me how he broke seven handcuffs. And that's after fasting for 40 days. Yeah. So normally you're, physically you should be a little weaker, but again, again, the God in you. The power in you, if you understand the whole point of fasting. That power that comes through fasting. An extension of prayer. It's our nuclear weapons, so to speak, if we really need a breakthrough in prayer. We need to fast. They used their displays of physical strength and agility as hooks to get the people's attention to present the gospel. So I know that many, many people came to the Lord that way. Millennials are still coming to the Lord as well as people our age. His first book, God's Radical Remnant, inspires believers to win souls for the kingdom. It's full of real life stories. It demonstrates the glory and power of God that is available when a person is sold out to Christ. The newest book, Secrets for the Seeker, is the culmination of 39 years of ministry and secrets, God's mandate to build, teach others what I have taught you. I mean, that is what we're supposed to do. Teach others, pass on what we have received onto somebody else. All of us have that responsibility. When a church catches that vision and is sold out to the Lord, you can have a New Testament church. Teach others what I have taught you has led to a longer, more in-depth manuscript In the book, he not only shares fresh revelation from Scripture, but secrets. He also illustrates each secret with a story from his own life, nearly 40 years of ministry. I don't know if any of you watched social media, but I actually did the radio interview and put it on social media. Did anybody see it? Several people? Okay. It was on social media. I put it on Facebook, that interview. And we had a good time in that interview. He was a little rowdy. We had to keep him down, but we had a good time. And, uh... (laughs) He's established churches in the United States and overseas. He raises up evangelistic teams to go to the streets to win souls and help populate the local church. Some of the churches he started and many of the churches where he's trained evangelistic teams have become mega churches. He has ministered in Canada, Israel, Australia, India, Indonesia, Thailand, Japan, Haiti, Mexico, Scotland, Norway, Jamaica, Brazil, Jordan, the Bahamas, the Philippines, and almost every major city in the United States. And one of the names they call him is Pastor for Disaster. He brings food, water, and needed resources to suffering people. These are some of his description, his bio, who will be speaking for us today. Again, one of the original seven-man power teams. I remember watching that. So that was quite a long time ago, eh, (laughs) Amen. We all look a little different, including Bill. Okay, let's welcome Dr. Bill Henderson.
2: Thank you, thank you, sir. God bless you. So, real quick, this is the book here he was making reference to, Secrets for the Seeker. I think you'll love it. It's almost 40 years of my life, and this is the third time for this book that I've redone it. And this time, I went through many, many, many photos and many, many hours of photos. I did not know it was going to take that long. And so I've got photos from actually back in the day. I'll tell you a couple of these stories. And then the actual photos of that happening, like me getting on top of a car with a sledgehammer. Who would have thought? So look to your neighbor and say, by cracky, it could be a little different today. (laughs) And here's a photo of me, speaking of photos. Ten years ago, I was dead for a second time in my lifetime, having drove my motorcycle and find some sand that I did not know was there and normally was not there. Slid into a curb and ended up with a 1,000-pound motorcycle on top of me. So look to your neighbor and just say, ouch, man. <laughs> so do you have a Bible or an iPad or an iPhone or some kind of one of those? You got one? Amen. Could you just hold it up and make the devil mad and make God glad? Come on, somebody. Amen. So let's just do this. This is a prophetic act. Say, Almighty God, Almighty God this, is your word, this is your Word. And today... I believe I will get something fresh from Your Word. I believe for an impartation. I believe for revelation. And most of all, a manifestation of new levels of the Holy Ghost. Spirit of God, come and do what You do. Come and get me drunk. Even in the morning, go ahead, just go ahead and just... Not everybody gets it, so go ahead and throw some on your neighbor. I I saw that not everybody got that, but that's okay. And uh, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. What a day this is. To be alive, guys, to be alive today is absolutely phenomenally, oh, Jesus. Thank you that I'm alive, and obviously after crashing my motorcycle... And having Life Flight get canceled as they approached, because the man that was checking on me said, there is no pulse, he is dead. So they, about eight seconds from landing, they canceled Life Flight. And then they put a sheet over me. So look to your neighbor and say, you see, it's not that bad yet. Just tell your name, it's just, <laughs> it's just not that bad. So a big Indian man, he got on top of me and he began to pray. And I woke up to a 300-pound-plus Indian man, and he was saying, You will live and not die. You will live and not die. And later on, I found that all my ribs were broken, and I think I know why how that happened. (laughs) No, sir, for reals. And uh, I'm going to tell a little story. I don't always tell this part of it. So while they're, like, reviving me and praying for me, and then I came back, But during that time, I don't want to gross you out or nothing, but this eye right there was popped out of my head. And it was swinging down here by my bottom jaw. And I guess the protocol, and this man used to be a paramedic, if they find any kind of stuff like that, they don't try to fix you. They just snip it and put it in a bag, and then later it's worth money. So if you're a donor, you're worth more not alive than you are alive. So you might want to reconsider on the back of your license. I'm just saying, That's just free information, and it's true. So he knew that my eye would get snipped and put in a baggie. So he told his daughter, go get a rag and get it cold white towel dripping with water because I was just full of dirt and rocks, and my bike had drugged me about 150 feet. And I was a mess. And so she goes, Dad, look. Just before she ran to get the wet towel, she goes, look. And she pointed to my eye. There was a perfect shape cut in my round eye, white eyeball, full of blood now, in the shape of a cross. She goes, look at that. And then he was like, yeah, this man must be marked. And then so she ran to get the towel And then I asked him, I said, so what happened? Did you take the towel and get all the dirt off before you put my eye back? And he says, yeah, I put your eye back. I just said, I've never done that before. And his wife just said, just do it anyway and just pray anyway. And she just kept urging him. And so here's what happened. This is an interesting story. So this cut on my eye in the shape of a cross, just before the rag dripping with cold water came back, the blood came oozing through the cross, and the blood cleansed all the dirt off my eye. Amen. And then he just took his hand and went, in Jesus' name, and put it back. Uh, doctors have since told me and other people, I doctors said, that is impossible. And look to your neighbor and say, but God, but God. <laughs> but God. So if you'd like a cool scripture to stand on, it's Joel two twenty-five and 6. Because I ended up in ICU 10 years ago, and they were not giving me a happy report. And they every day came in, or every few hours, and they wanted to put a catheter on me. And I kept telling them, put the catheter in the drawer where the sun don't shine, because I'm not staying here. And they go, what do you mean you're not staying here? And I said, well, I said, the Lord has spoken to me, and he said, I'm leaving. they went, you're leaving? And I said, yeah, I'm leaving. And they go, when are you leaving? And I said, well, the Lord said less than 24 hours. Have you ever watched Hee Haw back in the day? I have new revelation of Hee Haw. (laughs) I got Hee Hawed, accused of everything, trauma, drama, morphine, brain scrambled. I mean, I heard everything you could hear as to why I'm not making any sense and as to it's impossible it was too late because the Lord spoke to me and He gave me those verses. I already did the study. Verse 25 says that God will restore, and that word means He's going to not only make you better, but He's going to put it better than it was the first time. And then verse 26, God says, I'm dealing with the remnant wondrously. So write those down, Joel 2.25 and 26. And the word wondrously, parah, in Hebrew means When the Holy Spirit touches any kind of a situation and touches something impossible, it changes the status and makes it now possible. Anybody believe what I'm saying today? Amen Amen and amen. So I'm going to tell you a couple stories, and I would like for you to turn the classic Scripture, Romans 8. We're going to look at 26 and read down a couple of verses I'd like to go into the original on some of this. And then I would like us to go to 1 Timothy, and we're going to look at verses 18 and 19. The title of today is God's Purpose Versus Our Pleasure. God's Purpose Versus Our Pleasure. And the subtitle would be, It's Time to Break the Back of shipwreck Faith. Can I get a witness? If we've got shipwreck faith, and sometimes when we have it, we don't know we have it, but we're going to break the back of it today. Verse 26, Romans chapter 8. Likewise, the Spirit, it also helps our infirmities. The Greek would read like our inability to produce results. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, or Himself, Elohim, makes intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he searches the hearts and he knows what's in the mind of the Spirit. He knows what's in the mind of God. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. And he makes intercession for us, the saints, and I love this, according to the will of God. You know, Apostle Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all y'all. In Acts 2, when one covenant was being closed out and another covenant was being introduced... And he said, this is that, this is that, and they were all speaking in tongues. And I, for one, have been challenged even by the Lord and by other men of God, and I'm very humbled that a man of this caliber and this ministry would allow me in your pulpit, and I do pray that I've got something to say. Look to your neighbor and say, just give him some time, he's going somewhere. Tell him, tell your neighbor. According to the will of God, say this with me: Say, Jesus, anoint me to pray more in the Holy Ghost. It will be according to the will of God. And then here's the classic, and sad to say, it gets preached at funerals. And I have a daughter in heaven, and a mom and a dad, and I have family members, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And a lot of times, this gets said, you know, at funerals. But let me give you the context to it. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, and to them who are called, Kletos, according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. You go into the Greek there, and it means this, and let me just demonstrate this. We know that all things work together for good, as long as we're being conformed, as long as we're allowing God by His Spirit to sanctify us and take us into this place where we're growing up in the things of God, and as long as we're walking in the calling of our calling, that is in context, and that's where all things work together for good to them who will pray, to them who will be radical, to them who will be fanatical, to them who will embrace faith, to them who will share your faith, to those who will press in and pray the price. Can I get a nice little witness? Amen. So we're all called to be soldiers for Jesus. And the word is in the Greek, warriors. So let me give you a little more of the original there. So we go back to, we know that all things work together for good. Moral, honest, value, beautiful, and proper things take place in our life for good to them that love God. Remember, if we love God with all of our mind, heart, soul, strength, if we love God with everything, and then it says, and if we love our neighbor as ourself, this fulfills the law, this fulfills the Torah. All those things that were so hard, you know, 613 things, my God, that we're free from now because of the Spirit of the living God. Except for when you do the study on the word law or Torah, it just means teachings and instructions from a heavenly Father. And by the way, there's 1,050 in the New Testament, and you thought you got free from 613. You're not going to escape this thing called God's laws. His precepts, His purposes, His instruction from a lovingly Father. Look to your neighbor and say, It's starting to get kind of cool right about now. It's getting good. Tell your neighbor. It's okay. According to His purpose. His purpose versus our pleasure. His purpose versus our will. His purpose, because of prayer, takes us into His presence. His purpose comes with a great price. It's called time in prayer. I'm going to talk about the word prayer, and I put it in my book. God spoke to me about Matthew 7, and He says, I want you to write a book on Matthew 7. I thought He was talking about the trees and the fruits and the good, da-da-da-da. And He said, read it again, read it slowly. And I saw in Matthew 7, starting to verse 21, that many will say in that day, Lord, look what I did. I prophesied, I did deliverance, I did miracles, and I did all this stuff, my cracky Lord, I did it in your name. And one of the scariest verses in all the Bible, I think, because, you know, if you're one of those that's traveling and preaching and doing all the stuff we're doing, the last thing you want to hear from a loving creator, from Jesus, is depart from me, I never know you. And I'm going, okay, I am a white guy. I'm going to look this stuff up. And I did. And it's the word ginosco, and That means at any time did you stay a lifestyle of staying connected in fellowship and prayer with Jesus. Yeah. The big thing we have to watch is do, 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 but not become, not become, and not become. Becoming is harder than doing. Doing is just see somebody doing, it and just copy it. And anybody can do that. But becoming... Takes repentance. That's why I got so connected with Dr. Jonathan on the program. I kept hearing this come out of his vein about you can pray till your hair falls out. You can pray all day. But if there's no repentance, Greek word, metanoia, a choice to change your thinking with corresponding actions to what the Bible is saying, it is Yahweh, not our way. Can't I get a witness? Come on, somebody. So. getting a little ahead of myself here but I do pray and hope that you take time to get that book and we're going to learn more about the word prayer it's in the armor of God hopefully we all know there's the helmet the breastplate the loins belt there's the sandals of peace the sword of the spirit the shield of faith By the way, Ephesians 6 works because Ephesians 5 is working in our life. And you read Ephesians 5, and when you line up with Ephesians 5, then Ephesians 6 just comes in like a rocket ship and works real good. But verse 18, praying always with all manner of prayer and supplication in the... Right. The other day I was at a church and I said, in the Spanish. And they went, amen. I went, no, not Amen. And they looked at me, and I said, in China, I guess they thought, whatever language you are, just pray that way. Well, yes and no, but it says specifically, pray in the Spirit. And that word prayer is prosyukamaya in the Greek. Prosyukai, and it means breath to breath, face to face long periods of time laying prostrate before the Creator in His presence and allowing time for Him to give an impartation from heaven, exchanging our weakness for His supernatural. Come on somebody. I'm just getting happy here. I might take a bite out of the Bible or something. I don't know. So His purpose will change our priorities, it will bring humility in our life, and it changes perceptions. And when it finds us, our posture changes. You can't wait to lay and pray. It is the highlight of my day, to lay and pray. And then we have the teaching of the outer court, the inner court, and then the holy of holies.
1: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I hope you've enjoyed today's warning radio program. My speaker, Dr. Bill Henderson. Nickname Pastor for Disaster, because he brings food, water, and needed resources to suffering people. The title of the message, It's Time to Break the Back of Shipwrecked Faith. And he's going to continue this message tomorrow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy daily my warning radio program. I'll tell you, I want you to do what you can to support me. We do need Help. This is listener-supported. And last year, I got into some real debt over the course of a year. So I do need people, if they enjoy it, help me. My phone number, 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. You can telephone and give a donation. You can also make sure you get... On our mailing list, we send out news articles twice a month, absolutely free. They'll encourage you, develop you, educate you, prepare you for what's about to happen in the United States and around the world. So you can telephone 360-629-5248 and ask to be put on my mailing list, email, newsletter, pastoral mailing list. They will send you pastoral articles twice a month, absolutely free. Now, my website is www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Tremendous website. You can watch my television programs, radio programs. We're actually on seven days a week, either radio, television, shortwave, or podcast. So uh, you can tune into my website, www.worldministries.org, and see tremendous programs each and every day of the year. I want to wish all of you out there the very best, 2023, the best year you've had in your entire life. May God richly bless you.